Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on Series 10, if you can believe it. This is take two of Whistler Kids. I've already done a Whistler Kids series, but we have so many amazing people in this town that I wanted to do another series of it. Now, Whistler gets a lot of visitors, but for those of you that don't know, we have almost 12,000 residents, two elementary schools, one private school, one high school, and this pretty com sweet community we call Whistler. Um, Whistler does produce a lot of Olympians. Obviously, I am one of them and athletes. Um, in this series, I'm excited to be chatting with a diverse group of Whistler kids who grew up in our small Canadian mountain town, from Olympians to business leaders and all-around talented people who have come out of our town, Whistler. Now, this is episode 82 or 83? 82, I think. <laughs> Let me introduce the guests that we will be dropping in with today. You're probably wondering who the wild kittens are. That is who we have on this today. Um, well, we have three ladies, two sisters and one friend that make up this crew. The sisters' father were part of in the infamous snowboard crew, the Wild Cats. The real wild kitten's name originated from them being called kittens, and it blossomed from there. These three girls had a goal of starting a skate skateboard lessons in Whistler, starting the RWK, Real Wild Kittens, skateboard camp it camps in 2020, wanting to promote female skaters and provide a safe environment to learn and progress. In the winters, you can find them on the mountains, pretty much all over the world snowboarding. And in the summers, you can find them skateboarding. Now, when I say you can find them all over the world, I actually do mean this. One of them is on the Canadian national snowboard team and just started competing internationally. The other two are looking to come into the international competition scene soon. I haven't mentioned that all these ladies have a lot of life left in them. Two of them are 18 years young and the third is just 15 and they are absolutely crushing it. These daughters, snowboarders, skateboarders are the real wild kittens. Let's drop in with Juliette Pelchet, Maggie Crompton, and Amelia Pelchet. Okay, ladies. How are you? Good. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for that intro. That was awesome. Yeah. Weird to hear that intro. You guys have already done a lot, and you're really young. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mention like your accolades and medals that you've got. So many congrats for being awesome Whistler kids. Now we start this series and every episode with a rapid fire that's never rapid. Are you girls ready to drop in? Ready. Yep. Okay. So you are all together today. Number one, where in the world are you today? Whistler, BC. Awesome. At home. At home. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, number two. This is like a really interesting question to ask you guys because you're the younger generation. Um, let's go from Maggie to Juliet to Billy. What is your favorite? Whistler or Blackcomb? I would definitely have to go with Blackcomb just because we are me personally and them. We're all park park riders. Um, for the most part, we do love the powder, but Personally, I would say Blackcomb just because there is the more advanced park yeah. and you also get some good powder up on Glacier and Crystal and everything like that. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. Julia? I would say, say Blackcomb too. I just think it's like there's a lot of secret spots on Blackcomb that are kind of hidden that only locals know about. So it's just more of a 
OG Mountain. And um, I always grew up following my dad, or we both did on Black Home. So yeah, definitely. Okay. My I would also have to say <laughs> Black Home. Um, Perfect. Reasons. I love the park there. And I've grown to know like the Crystal Hitlap. So I feel way more like comfortable and I know Black Home better. So that's why I so love it. Interesting. I'm a Whistler kid, ladies. Through and through. <laughs> I don't discriminate. I'm on black home most of the time, but I, I Whistler has my heart because I grew up when they were separate entities, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And honestly, my parents are like, they never go on black home. <laughs> if well, you can believe it, it's super different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the Whistler Park. It was awesome. When it, was it is pretty fun. Awesome. Um, okay. Number, wait. Oh, Amelia, we didn't even talk about um, your name. But would you rather me call you Billy? Um, anything. Billy. Any- yeah. Billy. She likes yeah, Billy. Billy. A lot of people okay. like Billy now. Yeah. Okay. And and do you want to give a little uh, description as to why people call you Billy? Um, I've been told from my parents that when I was younger, I used to cry like a Billy goat. So they would call me Billy goat. And then growing up, it just turned into Billy. And that's how a lot of people know me now as Billy. Totally. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> little inside scoop here. Uh, number three, in Whistler... You guys are still, in my eyes, kids. Where do you guys hang out? Like, where's your hangout? Um, I can, yeah, Billy can answer that. Me okay. is skate park. I always hang out at the skate park. That's okay, cool. where I'm at all the time. And Which is rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say skate park for me, too. But I'm also not, like, home enough to have, like, um, a consistent hangout spot. So okay. wherever people are, I'll kind of go to. But the lake is nice as well. Yeah, I would say if we're not at the skate park in the summer, mm-hmm. we're probably at the lake. And I'd say Lost Lake the most just because it's close to the village. Easy to go there from the skate park and back. Nice. Um, I did also grow up right near Lakeside Park. So when I was younger, mm-hmm. definitely Lakeside Park is mm-hmm. my place. Mm-hmm. What about the nudie dock? <laughs> oh, we love it. Actually, we, we it. go there we a go- lot. Yeah. That's where I hang out. <laughs> But I don't think I, I wear a bikini, though. Yeah, yeah. It, has, it has the best, like, dock, dock. access yeah. water. It does, because you can dive right in. For those of yeah. you that don't know Whistler very well, it's like an infamous nudie dock, but people go on there with their baby bikinis and everything at Lost Lake. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, number four. Are you ladies morning people or nighttime people? Mm. I okay, you go. No, first. Billy, go first. Okay, <laughs> I'm for sure a night person. I love yeah. sleeping in. Okay, it's the best. But yeah, yeah, she's like a social. Her like social light like turns on at night. And I love going to skate at night because it's a bit like it's less hot. And yeah, yeah for sure. I'm okay. a morning person for sure. I wake up always <laughs> early, uh, just because I like to be productive in the morning. I don't know. Is that I... like a little nudge? Like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am definitely on Billy's page. We are the morning people. We'll be up at like ten, and Juliet will be up at six. Oh like, hey guys, what's up? What have you been doing? Like, yeah. My day's pretty much over. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I'm. I'm. I have changed in my age. I used to be night, and now I would get up early. I, I hear you, Juliet, for getting things done in the morning. Doesn't always happen. I love a good sleep in. <laughs> okay number five because Juliet, you wake up so early this all of you have to answer this one though uh how do you guys start your day 
I can, I can go first. Yeah. Um, usually wake up, say hello to my dog, Arrow. Oh, and then okay. I usually have a coffee and um, do some emails. And then I kind of do a stretch and then kind of get my day going. Like go in the mountain or something or I don't know. But yeah, sometimes it's either emails or doing an art session <laughs> in the morning. Nice. Let's yeah. t- I want to touch on your art later. Okay, okay. cool. I'll go. Um, I'm a little bit slower in the morning, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I like to take my time. Uh, depending if I have like stuff planned for the day, obviously, for going up the mountain or have skate camps in the morning, something like that, I'll be up and ready to go. I don't, depends on what I'm doing. I don't usually have a huge breakfast, breakfast, mm. but nice smoothie or some oats on the go. But I would, I, I don't have as big of a routine as Juliet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Getting it. Billy? Um, me, it depends. Normally, I will get upstairs and I'll sit back down on the couch and I'll hang out for a bit and then, <laughs> and then I'll go try to make breakfast. But Or if I'm into a really good book, I'll wake up and I'll read my book in the morning in my bed. Uh, me too. That doesn't make you fall back asleep? Um, but it's better than for me, it's way better than going on my phone in the morning. So, like, if True. I get up and have a book, I'll read it and I'll feel like more productive. Are and, you reading in French or English? Um, both depends. Okay. What the book is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't. I didn't mention that that you all speak French. Yes. Oh, Maggie, I, no. I like I to. Pret- I like to pretend that I speak French and make up mm. some stuff. But, but Maggie <laughs> learns by being around us. Yeah, I feel I, like I, you I would French as much as they can, just so okay. I can kind of listen in, but. And you understand. I understand some. I would not say I'm <laughs> Amazing. Because you girls, are you, did you take all of school in French, Juliet? Me and Julie both did full French school throughout elementary school. And then when we, when we went into high school, we kind of had, they didn't offer a full French program. So we did French immersion going through high school. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. This is a good segue because you just said that you read books, Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, number six is uh, this or that books or Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it really depends. Sometimes yeah. I'm like super into a book and we'll just read forever. Okay. Um, but I have to get into that book and then I'll be in it for like a week and read it mm-hmm. all. And it takes me a little while to find the next book. So in between Netflix so I don't Got know it. if you can answer both, yeah. but I'd, I'd say You both. can. There's no wrong answer, lady. Okay, I say both. I'd have to say, for me, this is <laughs> not very cool. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Netflix because I can do like, I can double task with Netflix. Whereas where I'm mm. reading, and I also don't read so often, but reading is like something that you kind of like do and only do that at, when you're doing it. Like Netflix, you can like sit on your stationary bike or mm-hmm. knit or I don't know. You can do two things at once. For me, I feel like it's kind of like the same as Maggie. When I find a book that I like, I for sure like reading so much more. Like I'll read a book in like a day or something, which I just kind of started getting into that. But I feel like it's kind of hard to hard to start books sometimes like you don't want to start it. And then when you get into it, you like it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it would be both for me too. I respect that. I'm the same as as you too. I, I get into a book and you've lost me. You're not yeah. my friend anymore. The book is my best friend. <laughs> um, okay. Number seven. This is a bit more difficult question and you guys have been through a lot, I know. Uh, name one thing that you've learned the hard way. We'll start with Maggie. Uh, oh, or or okay. Billy. Whoever I'm, wants to go. 
I have one. Okay. <laughs> Learned the hard way. Oh. Um, don't rush buying your first car. Oh, tell me more. Um, okay, so when I'm into, when I have my mindset on something, I'm going to be super stubborn and then convince everyone around me that that's the right way or <laughs> that should happen that way. And when I was 16, I was convinced on getting a truck, buying a truck. Okay. So I was consistently looking online at like Kijiji or um, Craigslist, things like that, just to yeah. find like a used vehicle. Yeah. And uh, it's a really long story, but I'm going to like kind of make it shorter. Okay. Um, so anyways, I end up finding a car in Calgary or a truck, truck in Calgary. Yeah. And I send it to my dad. I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like it, everything on picture looks perfect. So I'm on a snowboard trip and we drove to Calgary. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just drive it back. Yeah. Um, so I call up my friend mechanic to go look at the vehicle and he's like, yeah, for sure. I will brings a friend, which who is a Toyota mechanic. And they look at this Toyota Tacoma and they're like, yeah, for sure. This is a really good deal. You should get it. So I end up draining my bank account to negative $0 or negative. Like that hurts the soul. It hurts the soul. That's a big purchase. And I buy it in cash. And um, I drive it back to Worcester. And then the first thing my dad does is looks under the car and he just says, yeah, your car's done. And so, and the leaf springs were rusted through and there was like zero possible way of getting it repaired. So, um, and then in the unfolding of the stories, there was like a lot of stuff that happened in the back in the, like in the history of the car, like yeah. lying about its status, entering it into an auction illegally, no. um, having all these crazy things happen. It was deemed unsafe. It was in all these like- Who unsafe. was this human that sold it to you? This, this guy who's taking advantage of a teenager. Um, his name, I don't know. He was just- uh, We don't need to say his name, but, yeah. <laughs> but I don't like him at all. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even remember his name really. Oh, I'm sorry. But anyways- I tried to resell it and it was deemed unsafe, but I had resold it. And then I had to give the money back to the guy. And then I ended up selling it for salvage, but almost got scammed by the salvage people. And you um, have really learned your lesson the hard way. Yeah. But finally I ended up selling it and got half of my money back for it. Oh, okay. That makes me feel like a little bit better. But it's still and fun. now she has a new truck. Yeah. She I, bought a new truck. I just so. bought a new truck. Okay, after, but you thought about it for more than I was so scared to buy it. I, was like, <laughs> I got my dad to come with me. I was like, he took two wheels off just to look at the brake pads and everything. Make sure amazing. It good. Yeah. So our, aren't, yeah. Aren't dads the best? My they dad. really are. Yeah, talking they about are. Juliet getting a truck for like two years was a solid no, don't bring it up until <laughs> finally this year. My parents were open again to start talking about it. And then yeah. she found <laughs> yeah. No conversation about trucks at the dinner yeah. table. Exactly. <laughs> Anyone else learned anything the hard way? I'll go, I have no idea. What to say. I'll go next. I feel like mine, pretty much everybody has learned this. But yeah, um, I was a little bit younger and I wanted to – I got my hair cut. I went into a salon and was kind of like, oh, I'll, you know, like I kind of <laughs> want this, but I'm not really sure. So okay. just – you know, like give surprise me a little, okay. and I just I got the worst haircut. Half like pretty much almost bangs, but just a little too low, and it just went to here. And just, 
I remember <laughs> she came home and she had like a bowl. I think cut. it went right to your house. It was like a bowl <laughs> cut around her. It was like somebody put a bowl like this and, and cut around it like this. But oh, then no. her hair went like long. I don't know. Just shaping like- her whole face. Yeah, it was yeah. Really and I don't and... have I kind of have a rounder face, so just ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that, girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just not the haircut for me. So now I I have inspo photos that I bring yeah. in. I tell You're them prepared. exactly what I want. I come in prepared. She's I had like really bad luck with salons, though. I would have to say. I no. yeah, I don't know what it is, but I've definitely learned that the hard way. Billy, anything? I mean, Billy, honestly, life is hard. I think I learn everything the hard way. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, for me, like one of the things learning the hard way is just always wearing sunscreen. I get the (laughs) worst burns ever. (laughs) I was at at California for the uninvited and Uh I I put sunscreen on, but like I forgot to put it on my neck and I got back and I had like a permanent circle, like burn around. Ouch. <laughs> Very and true. And it so much, but yeah. Always, true. always remember to wear sunscreen, even if it's not sunny. I and think. always yeah. reapply every like two runs because you will like put some on and you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm good. And then you'll get back and you'll still burn just because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely um, I'm just like thinking about how sensitive the neck is and that sounds so awful. Bad. And you and like, oh my ears too yeah. and you like lie down and it, it was so bad it was oh really man okay um number eight now in the bio i specifically said that you guys snowboard and skateboard um do you guys have a favorite sport i'll go first um Maggie's I, eyes are like bulging yes i do i do i do I okay definitely much much prefer snowboarding i love skateboarding i'm not nearly as good at it. I kind of think of it as like a, a cross sport kind of hobby as snowboarding. It's more. so like, hard. It's so hard. And falling on a skateboard is just so much concrete. Like, more, <laughs> yeah, consequences <laughs> concrete. So I would definitely say snowboarding is is my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Snowboarding is number one for me for sure. It's just the thing that I've always been in love with. So amazing billy um, for me snowboard well for snowboarding is in first but skateboarding is a very close second mm-hmm. i really love skateboarding so much and like i feel like if i was i mean i'm good at skateboarding but i feel like if i was like better or like i lived somewhere hot where i would skateboard every day i would probably pursue skateboarding yeah but i love snowboarding so much and she I, yeah billy is definitely the more ambitious skateboarder out of the three she's of us. really good yeah Amazing. Okay. Number nine, if you had to choose, would because Whistler has both, um, what would you choose? Lakes or mountains? Mountains. 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 Right away. Yeah. You, you can totally say All both. Of us. I would say mountains. Oh, no. you can say both. I'm saying you can both. Say both. <laughs> oh, well, both. But, like, I think for right now, like this mountains. time of year is probably my favorite time of year because you can oh, go yeah. up the mountain and then True. go to the lake. Well, it is the best time. It's are like, you guys? Are you girls still going up the mountain? Yeah, yeah, like every day. Yeah, I love. I, love I actually passion. leave on the eighteenth to go to Mammoth for a month. Oh, nice! It is. Um, for those that are listening, we are recording this Saturday, May thirteenth. Just so we know. Um, yes. all right, number ten, the last question of the rapid fire, which is never rapid. You're welcome. What is one <laughs> core memory that is from your childhood from Whistler? 
Mm. Oh my god, we have so many. We have so many. <laughs> right. I have uh, okay, a core memory that I'll never forget is yeah. um one time me and Maggie were at um Lost Lake Park and we were just swimming in our ba- in our bikinis and we just got out <laughs> of the water and we <laughs> had this like we had this longboard skateboard and we just thought it would be a good idea to butt board. <laughs> Okay. Down the hill, and we were going, and we started getting speed wobbles, and we slammed so hard. We like peeled our skin off. We were in our bikinis, and yeah. everybody was, was laughing at us, and we were just like screeching and running around because it was burning so much. Like, gnarliest oh. road. Yeah, rush. I had second degree like cuts on my hand yeah. and then all on my arm and all down the leg. Like, we couldn't play soccer later that night because it was like. We couldn't fit our socks over our I, road rash. I remember calling Juliet the next morning, being like, "Did you sleep at all last oh, night?" No, night of my life. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty gnarly. That's a core you, 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 ladies are not alone there. I did that when I was younger and scraped off whole half my face. Oh god! So I feel you. And I had snuck out and not not told my parents I was going to do this. And then I came back all bloody, and I was like, I am in so much trouble. Oh no. <laughs> Um, for me, it's kind of like when you're put on the spot, it's kind of hard to remember like a yeah. good core memory. But for me, one of like my core memories were always like summer camp on the on the glacier. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those were the best. Yeah, like, yeah. especially like yeah, we was Whistler Valley, and it was so fun up there. And we would just stay the whole day and just in the sun and try. You would try so much up there. Yeah, yeah. I remember it's one great. one year there was like a massive. Um, thunder and lightning storm so we like oh. the mountain didn't it like shut down or something and they were trying to evacuate everyone and it we was got, just like yeah we yeah. got stuck up in horseman hut because they had to shut down yeah the but it seventh was just, heaven and then right. we couldn't ride down or we could i don't we could it was kind of just confusing but th- we were all up there and it was so fun oh, yeah. i love that I, I that is also like one of my favorites is yeah. summer camp ladies oh wait maggie did you have one um yeah, I guess it's not like a specific one, but one of the core memories is probably just like growing up and doing all the different sports and summer camps and stuff. Like me and Juliet have played soccer together since we were super tiny, workout bike camps oh, yeah. forever, like just and snowboarding pretty much. Just like I think just growing up with Juliet is a core memory. We've pretty much been best Aww. friends. I know. I, I want to I get into that a little bit more. Congratulations. We've completed the rapid fire. <laughs> and, yeah. and now I want to get into, yeah, how did how did Maggie come into your guys' family? What how did that blossom? You, you, I will I, I'll, I'll, I yeah. remember. So okay. You so, were tiny humans. Well, I don't know. I don't know if this is exactly where it started, but I think this is where it started. Me and Maggie were both uh, in snowboard camp together, like uh, with through like Whistler Kids. It was just like this um, program that they run on in Whistler Blackcomb, and every lunchtime we would go back to the GLC, which is just like this lodge halfway on the mountain, and we would also always pre-order our food. And I remember always getting a grilled cheese, like always, always, always. And what would you get, grilled cheese too? I think I get the grilled cheese. And too. I was like, oh, obviously I'm going to sit beside the person who gets a grilled cheese. And then I just like looked at Maggie and like we were talking, and I was like, hey, do you want to be my best friend? And then she's like. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, we're going to be best friends. And that's how we're friends. Well, I don't know if that's... No, I, that's exactly how I remember okay. it, too. It's like a, those two girls in the Willy Wonka. It's like, let's be friends. Yeah. 
friends. instant friends over grilled cheese. Who saw that's that coming? That's exactly how it went. Yeah, and we we never went to the same school or anything, but mm-hmm. basically snowboarding is when we would hang out and soccer and everything like that, and then just evolved into a, a friendship. And then Billy would always tag along, so then she became part of our crew. But I was the I was a chicken noodle soup girl. I wasn't the girl yeah. cheese. <laughs> yeah, she was chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love this. So good. All right, let's get into the Real Wild Kittens because I was like so proud of you guys for starting this initiative. And actually on our first um, episode of this series, I had Bo Jarvis on with the Old School Initiative. So. And he's been helping you guys out, which he was talking about, which is so rad. And I did not plan that to have him on and then you guys on. And I did not know that. So that was really, really cool. Um, Do you want to just like, well, Billy kind of brought it up earlier. She hangs out at the skate park. And I remember when I was growing up, that was maybe one of the scariest places to go. Really intimidating. Mm -hmm. A bunch of dudes skateboarding, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. And I was like okay, I don't know. I'm just going to like get the kahunas up to go there and like, I'm fine. I'm a strong, confident, tiny little girl. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I want to get the gauge on like your comfort level going to the skate park and how the Real Wild Kittens came about. Okay, I can, I'll start. Juliet, yeah. so, okay. RWK kind of started way before the skating. It started um, through Whistler Valley and we just started posting stuff on Instagram with that handle um, with us three. And then Irie Smith, which was our fourth member, but mm-hmm. she kind of uh, grew apart from us a little bit and just pursued her own awesome things. But yeah, so started out as a snowboard crew mm-hmm. in the winter. And then when we, me and Billy and Maggie started going to the skate park and showing interest in skateboarding, we were quite intimidated to go there as well. It was definitely scary because yeah. all the guys, it was just like older men who were just skating really, really fast and, and didn't really look like they were having fun. They were it, just wasn't, like it wasn't even just, it wasn't even just older men. It was also just like guys in general. There were just so many of them and there was like groups of guys, like even our age that were just like, but we had no one to go. I would, with. yeah, I would say we are pretty, um, we are pretty lucky that we had a lot of close family friends that were guys yeah. that were quite good at skateboarding. So they, you know, they kind of had their own group, but they would always include us a little bit. But then we we're kind of like, come mm-hmm. on, we want to have Some we want to have shutters. our own thing. So then, yeah. yeah, we kind of would just go to the skate park, hang out. But it was definitely intimidating for us, too. Okay. No different from anybody else, I think. Yeah. And then once we kind of started to realize that um, it was kind of intimidating and hard to get to the skate park, we sort of just like started to call more of our friends to come to the skate park and all this stuff. And then we saw some other girls and we're like, Oh, why don't we meet back here on Friday? Or why don't we meet back here on this day? And then that kind of evolved into doing a weekly gathering of girls. And then that kind of evolved to like starting an event, which happened every week throughout the summer, which was the Friday lady skate event. And then that evolved into like people asking us if they, we wanted to babysit their kids. And we're like, no, but (laughs) skate coach, like bring your kid to the skate park and we'll babysit them here. And then that turned into skate camps and skate lessons and weekend programs and all these different things. And yeah, that's pretty much how it started. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're inspired by, or I remember Juliet and Billy, they went to the Yuki lady skate, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't know when it started, but they went to that and they're like, we need something like that in Whistler. Like Mm -hmm. that was so inspiring. So I think that's also another. Yeah. That was all kind of around the same time. Yeah. Very cool. Very inspiring 
generation doing it next. So I also had Feet Banks on the episode before you guys, and he started the um, the horror fest, the heavy hitting heavy hitting horror fest, which I don't know if you guys would remember. Um, but we were talking about putting on events in Whistler and how it really they do blossom from Whistler kids. So it is awesome to see the next generation also doing it, which is so great to see. Um, what's what's next in the books for for all three of you? Let's start with Maggie. Um, well, I I'll be here pretty much all summer um, just coaching skate camps. Um, okay. They start up the weekend start uh in June and then our our uh, weekday camp start in July and so I'll be here for most of that I'm going to Yuki with them for a little bit they've got a house there awesome. so we can get some surfing in um I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to go to Australia or not this summer um at the end of the summer okay. um, for more snowboarding in which would be amazing that's definitely what I'm trying to do but it's yeah. All in, up in the air. I haven't I haven't had set plans yet for the end of the summer, but for the beginning, I'll be here coaching. Okay, cool. Julia, um, so I'm le- so today's the thirteenth. On the eighteenth, I'm going to leave to Mammoth to snowboard for a month, um, and then working from afar on RWK and just getting everything organized. And then when I get back, I'm going to hopefully make it. I'm going to make it to the island for a few days, um, just to relax and reset, and then. I'll be working full time for a month and a half here in Whistler for the skate camps and then doubling that up with a nighttime job at Mongolia Grill. Oh, nice. Great. And then on August 4th, I'm going to Australia and I'm going to have a two month trip, Australia, and then a month in New Zealand and then hopefully come home for a few weeks and then my competitive season starts for Slopestyle in beginning of December. Game on, Billy. Um, me You're still in school. Like, You're still in school, right? Yes, I am still in school. Okay. So, um, it looks like I'm gonna ride here till mountain closes, and then hammer some school. Yeah. Try to get as many classes done, and then start my grade eleven, which is my next year throughout the summer. So then I can catch up while I'm still learning, and then. I'll work at skate camps and I'll also double as Mongoli Grill with Juliet. So oh, I'll be yeah. starting that now. Amazing. And then I will be heading to Australia and New Zealand uh, for August, September. And I have Junior Worlds in New Zealand at the yeah. start of September that I'm going to go compete. And then I'll come home after that. And in December, my competitive season starts too for Slope. Is that your first Junior Worlds? Yes, it is. I have missed every single one because of COVID and because last year I broke my ankle and this year I aged out, which was so unfortunate. And I'm very lucky. I have many to go. You do. It's the best time ever. I can't can't count how many I went to, but I went to a lot of them and it's... I have three, three or four. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. You're going to have the best time and make really great decisions. (laughs) Very good. I got into a lot of trouble there. In a good way. We're snowboarders. We have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I want to get like a little like inside scoop to what it's like to grow up as a kid in Whistler for our listeners and viewers that may not fully get it. We talked about sports. We haven't talked about your art yet, Juliet. Do you all do art as well? 
Um, Juliet has helped me start to get into art. So I kind of just started and now I'm doing it more. But I'm also in art class at school, which has helped me nice. Like, nice. get try some stuff. Yeah. I love pottery. I love very pottery. nice. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so Juliet, you do drawings and then you talked about knitting as well. Ah, yeah. I do a lot of stuff. So okay. with the RWK um, logos, I do all the logos, designs, posters, ads, all that stuff. Okay. Um, and then for my personal art, I just do a lot of drawing on paper and uh, I do crochet and knit a bit. Maggie does some crochet too, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Nice. And uh, I don't know. I just really love doing art. It's like kind of a way to soothe the mind a bit. It totally is. That's how I recovered from my concussion through art. (laughs) I'm definitely not a drawer. I'm not a like that type of art. Um, I try to, but it just doesn't work as well as Juliet's stuff. Um, But yeah, I would say knitting and crocheting and stuff like sewing on the sewing machine. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of just because, as you said, due to injury you do have a lot of time just kind of sitting around mm-hmm. um, so me and Juliet both like to make hats um I'm currently making a sweater it's not going Sweet. to plan but I'm working <laughs> on it and then yeah like just- a crocheted sweater a knitted sweater I'm crocheting a sweater yeah oh mad respect can't wait to see it yeah actually yeah. um when me and Maggie were younger we did two years of sewing homemade rag dolls that were actually oh, quite yeah. So they was, were was that quite, for Bratz bids? Yeah, for Bratz bids. That was actually quite intense. We got them into like some the Three Singing Birds boutique in Whistler and like started selling them there a bit. But yeah, it was very like it was a very cool process and there was a lot of effort going into those things. When yeah, we were, like, they were 12, 13. A ton of work and we were very young. We kind of bit off a little bit more than we can chew. We we're like, we're each gonna That's make fair. 15 dolls for this. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like a month before, and we're just sitting at the sewing machine every night after school trying to finish it. But yeah, we were trying to get your own little sweatshop. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Literally, my living room was a mess just with I totally remember everywhere trying to get done. But we were trying to. Do you have it? Do I don't think we have. I don't know. But yeah, at the wheel. So let's talk about that actually the Bratz biz um for those that aren't in Whistler wouldn't know what that is do you guys want to kind of give the little inside scoop of of explaining that to everyone yeah it's a pretty cool concept it's just like this uh Christmas fair it's like two three days and then there's the Bratz biz which is the one for the kids and it's just like all these local kids in Whistler who come and present like a um, handmade product to the, I guess, Council of Bratz Biz, and then they get to pay. Uh, they get to have a little stand in the conference center or wherever the walk or like path, is wherever the event is being. Yeah, held. The, wherever the event event is being held, and uh, yeah, you just get to. It's a way to uh, learn how to make run a business and sell your product. At, at how old? What's the age limits there? Because it's really young, and I'm like, you guys are crushing it. There yeah, are some know, pretty know. young kids. We were 12 and 13. Maybe? I think you can go till 15 years old. I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's definitely. You guys have aged out. Okay. You're done. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely a learning experience. So like you have to deal with money and you have to kind yeah. of sell your product and explain everything. Yeah. And you have to just be like professional and budget and like all these things. 
What a great opportunity. And then I feel like that may have helped you with your real wild kittens because you guys, last I've seen you have had mittens made. And Bo was talking about Juliet's going down to learn more about branding and everything like that. Yeah. So actually, that was a really cool opportunity. Me, Maggie, and Billy went to Vancouver yesterday, and I brought these two as my guests. And we went to um, a brand camp, which where we got to learn about business creation and brand development and marketing and all these different things and just have a little bit more insight on how to like build your brand in the direction that you want to see it uh, evolve to. And it was really cool. We learned a lot of cool information and thank you so much to Bo who organized all of that. It was really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That was incredible. What a rad guy. Hey, I grew up with him. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, he's a big family friend. So that's hilarious. Um, Well, I just want to say I'm so proud of you guys. Uh, You've taken off and it's amazing to see what you have done. Um, Any last little tips or tricks that you want to share with uh, our audience that's listening and watching? Uh, I kind of want to just say like, it's never too late to start a new sport and always try and get involved if you have an itch to or if you want to try something new, just try it whenever mm-hmm. whenever you feel like you want to try something new do it exactly yeah i think that's good i almost did not word that right but yeah <laughs> that was my message just try just try yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome all right i'm just gonna give like a couple takeaways from our conversation to round it all up um think first when buying a car get all of the information figure that out <laughs> Go on the right line. Also, be kind to your family. Um, and then I think what I'm learning about Whistler Kids is that we're we're very entrepreneurial and we don't just do one sport. We tend to do sometimes like five sports in a day, which really in like the outside world is not normal. <laughs> yeah. once, you, once you leave Whistler or and you're like, huh. Most people don't do this. Okay. But we do live in such a beautiful town with so many opportunities to do sports. So I do encourage everyone to get out there and try something new, exactly like the girls just said. I want to thank you three so much for dropping in. Um, let everyone know where they can find each of you. We'll start with Maggie. Um, I'm on Instagram at Maggie.Crompton. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, that's, that's basically, I don't really have anything. I don't know how to use that. <laughs> Juliet. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as well. My Instagram is at Jubes Pelsha. And uh, yeah, I have um, the website for RWK linked into my bio. So you can also go onto our website and read a little biography about all three of us on there and awesome. uh, find us there too. And all me right, really rounded out. On Instagram at Billy underscore Pelsha. And also our our, oh, our real, wild real Wild Kittens is just yeah. Real Wild Kittens with a Z. Yeah. yeah. I'll figure that one out. No, I'll put that in the show notes. We had a different one, but it got banned. So now we have Real Wild Kittens with a Z. Yeah, that's a little story. They thought Why did we get give- they thought that we were robots and then they made it impossible for us to get our account back. So we lost a huge following on Instagram, which was very uh, unfortunate. That's so, another learned the hard way. Yeah, that, yeah, is. that is another learned the hard way. But, 
yeah, but what did we <laughs> do? What did we do? It was, I think it was you. You tried to post something. It was a glitch. It was an unfortunate thing that you couldn't really You avoid. can't do anything else. But no. And I tried I, oh, so hard to get that account back, but Our hard Instagram is just rude. You can't. It's, it is rude. All right. Well, this is the shout out. Everyone go fi- fi- follow on Instagram, the Real Wild Kittens. Please get those numbers back up. Awesome. Thank you you ladies so much for dropping in today. I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much for having us. Thank Thank you, Mercedes. so much for dropping in today you can find everything you want to know about dropping in with mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com don't forget to subscribe on apple spotify and youtube thanks dj kenosis for the music and my mom for the intro voice and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.